If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the thumps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! yeah! It's non-stop baseball Wow, we are indeed back. Episode 59 of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast coming at you hot on Sunday, June 26th at 8.12 p.m. Um, I don't know if that Braves-Dodgers game is still going on. Last I checked, it was an extra. It's very exciting. But we are one episode away from 60. I can't believe it. Uh, I am Noah, joined as always by Brian and Adam. How are you guys doing? I am thoroughly exhausted. So <laughs> it is well, really go. hot. Dude, it's yeah. really hot over here. Yeah. I mean, it's been like a hundred plus all week. I believe that and it does not sound enjoyable. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> Giants not particularly. Struggling. I'm struggling. Just it's all a struggle. It's it's all a struggle, <laughs> Ben. Uh, but uh, I mean, my ac is struggling it's eight o'clock <laughs> it is 93 degrees outside oh my gosh it is uh cool 56 degrees out here so <laughs> is it that's what my computer says it is wow i'm it's weird it's, it's a warm 56 right now i'm chilling in some shorts um but say yeah 90 humidity so that makes sense that's true and we are, of course, a weather pod, so it's good that we're starting off with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think, well, maybe the biggest news of the week. Uh, oh, some wait, sad I, have the biggest, I have the biggest news of the week. Mm -hmm. If you uh, haven't heard of Puddle's Pity Party, you need to look. Them oh, up. that's yes. the biggest news of this week. Well, yes, last night, Brian and I went and saw Tenacious D live and Puddle's Pity Party opened a uh, clown he incredible vocalist but also just does goofy things he sang uh the theme song for gilligan's island over um stairway to heaven by led zeppelin um it was he, he switched a lot of words and songs it was incredible go look at puddles pity party incredible but the biggest news in baseball <laughs> <laughs> probably some sad news though we have some positive injury news as well Bryce Harper is hit by a pitch from Blake Snell, fractured his left thumb. And uh, that's, yeah, it was a that's tough injury. Brutal. Not just for the after the fact part, but as one of those ones that the player knew it was really significant in the moment. He, he was angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he, I think it was directly from him uh, afterwards where he was just like, I would have rather been hit in the face. Which is an insane thing to say. <laughs> he's also been hit in the face, too. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, he, knows. he gets hit in the face and he's back like in what, two weeks? Breaks his thumb. He's out a couple months. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that, that's crazy. Dude, just to even have that mindset, though, like, oh, I would have rather got hit in the face is like just mind blowing to even think about saying that. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Harper, I mean, this year, but just the last, um, two years has just been even for Bryce Harper been having crazy years 
and just a fun guy to watch. The Phillies are trying to fight back into it. And now he's out when he's, how old is he? He's, he's uh, 29. So he's still got some years left, but he's like, he's starting to think about, I'm really wanting to win <laughs> and uh, running out of time a little bit. You know, what's crazy. I think Bryce Harper, and I didn't even realize this until right now. I feel like kind of gets overlooked when we talk about the best left-handed hitters. Because we had a brief discussion about this yesterday, Noah, and <laughs> we didn't even mention Bryce Harper. We talked about Jordan Alvarez, Juan Soto, I mean, Devers, and I think there was one more. And it's just like Bryce Harper definitely belongs in that conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's, I think it's part of that is for whatever reason, I, I, at least I don't think of spreading it out over the whole field with Bryce Harper, which doesn't mean yeah. he's not one of the best left-handed yeah. hitters in baseball. But I think when you just think of the best hitters, you think of like Devers, Soto, Pure Alvarez, yeah. all going everywhere. But then when you look at the spray chart for Harper, as I am right now, he's going everywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, Dude, but just, I he think- has those monster home runs into right field for yeah. sure. And part of it's Bryce Harper. I mean, dude, he came up when he was 19 and you said what he's 29. Yes. Yeah. So he's already been around 10 years. Like that's wild to think about that. It's been that long since Bryce Harper got called up. No. Yeah. I mean, and we, we went over the baseball savant numbers for Jordan Alvarez a while ago and we're just eyeing at it, but yeah, Bryce Harper top 5% and average exit below max exit velocity, hard hit percentage. Uh, top 1% in expected WOBA, the best expected batting average in baseball, top 1% in expected slugging. It's just everything is very red on baseball savant. And yeah, he's up there. Best left-handed hitters in baseball for sure. My question is, is because he also had Tommy John this year, right? Am I right in saying Mm -hmm. that? So this is his second injury this year. He already was not playing the field. And that was going to be for the rest of the year. He wasn't going to be getting into yeah, the field. Yeah, he was not going to be playing outfield. At this point, do we see Bryce Harper even come back this year with both injuries stacked up on top of each other? Like, I mean, maybe as a DH. I mean, if the Phillies make the playoffs, he's going to play. <laughs> well, yes, if they make the playoffs. But, like, I don't know if they bring him back. Because if you think about it, there's three wildcard spots, right? And ahead of the Phillies right now, you have the Braves, the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Giants. Like, are they going to be able to break in that top three? I don't think so. So I think it's definitely coming to a point where we, I mean, the Phillies are going to have a date in their mind, and it's probably not going to be till like August at some point where it's like, if we're still in contention this day, I mean, he could be their big trade deadline acquisition. And, I mean, you could argue also this makes the Phillies a better team defensively because they no longer have to put Schwarber and Castellanos in the field to play them both. They can DH one of them now like was originally intended. Yeah, that's true. But I think just with the amount of money that's in this team right now, they're trying to compete. And I think also Bryce Harper is not going to go for sitting out anymore. Oh, that's absolutely fair. Unless the Phillies absolutely fall off the table um they'd have to be very possible yeah they'd have to be i think well under 500 at least eight games out of the wild card spot maybe uh yeah yeah i don't know it's uh it just sucks (laughs) we say eight games out like you say eight games out i think they're currently four games out of a wild card spot so like that can come at you quick 
Yeah, I mean, I just mean when he's when it looks like he might be um, returning. Okay. I lied. They're point. a game and a half out of wild card. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking at some of the contracts. Didi's a free agent after this year. Reese is has one more year after this year before he's a free agent. Um, Didi will be the interesting one. Yeah. Like, does he go somewhere? Does he stay put? Because I feel like he's kind of been happy and philly but i mean there might be some teams looking for a shortstop there always is is he the best shortstop who's a free agent Correa will opt out i mean i I still think he ends up staying but (laughs) i feel like i've been by myself on that well what do you mean like possibly trading this year is that what you're talking about either are you talking about free agent off season free that's what i was talking about free agent off season like i think he ends up sticking yeah, I think I he might know. re-up his contract even if he stays, though. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we do have some positive uh, injury news. Some players recovering. Chris Sale is apparently looking very back, according to Cora and Red Sox reporters. He's back to 97 miles per hour with his fastball and apparently has a really solid changeup, which is kind of one of those things that could happen when a pitcher has some injuries. They might not be as able to throw their breaking stuff. So they just kind of focus on fastball changeups for a while. And yeah, he's, I guess he's got a solid changeup to go along with that nasty slider. Um, but apparently there's some other uh, injury recovery news that might make Brian a little scared. Yeah. Dustin may has been back up and throwing and uh, apparently hitting back up to hitting above a hundred. So if he's hitting one one on the gun, that's, that's really, really good to see. Um, yeah, so the Dodgers could could look to see uh, see Dustin May back on the mound sooner rather than later, and uh, man, when when May is healthy, he is so fun to watch because he has some absolutely ridiculous stuff. Yeah, absolute lock for pitching ninja. Pretty much every time he's out there, every time he throws that two seamer. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Because that thing's got wiffle ball slider movement, except it's like ninety eight miles an hour. <laughs> And it's a two-seamer, so it has arm side run. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, I think it, he's average. <laughs> very, very <laughs> average. Very average. He's no Alex Cobb, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Alex, man, Alex Cobb is, ugh. okay. <laughs> um, before, I think I have a very interesting debate for us, but before I get to that, um, I think we got to talk about the best Oh, fireworks. Gotta love those. Real real quick, I want to uh, say DD being the best shortstop available, I need to retract that heavily. Trey Turner's a free agent. Oh, yeah. Sander Bogarts has an option. Carlos Correa has an option. Tim Anderson has an option. And Dansby Swanson's also a free agent. So retract that statement. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I heard, I feel like there's a good shortstop class, but I wasn't positive. Yes, there definitely is. <laughs> but oh my goodness. Talk, I mean, we're talking about good, not shortstops, but an incredible back-to-back night performance from none other than the reigning MVP himself, Shohei Otani. He came out, um, I forget which night it was, but had two homers, eight RBIs in a loss against the Royals. Love that. Didn't really sit well with him. So then he came out the next night and had 
eight innings pitched, 13 strikeouts, which um, for the loyal listeners know I've been tracking game score recently, the last few weeks. Highest game score I've seen so far this year of 90. Two hits, no one runs, one walk, 13 Ks, eight innings pitched, right after hitting two homers and eight RBI. Oh, and also he reached base three times in the game he pitched. (laughs) And what I think is crazy is like, here's a short list of Hall of Fame hitters who never had an eight RBI game. So they're not all in the Hall of Fame, but they all should be. Babe Ruth, pretty good hitter. Henry Aaron. Why does that say Henry Aaron? Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. His name is Henry. His name's Henry, but everyone calls him Hank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Barry Bonds. Uh, Albert Pools, man, those are some really good hitters who never had an 8-RBI game. Oh, what about Hall of Fame pitchers who never had a 13-strikeout game? Lefty Grove, Jack Morris, Tom Glavine, 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 Glavin, Glavin, that sounds right. But it's just like, man, it's just insane how dominant those two nights are individually, and he did them back-to-back. <laughs> like, oh, really? imagine. Shohei is just that guy. <laughs> he's just ridiculous i love it here's what guy. i thought i i think this i think this happened there's you know some people maybe they're from kansas city or just long time live there and they're like you know what let's go out to anaheim maybe we'll see some disneyland and we'll watch the royals play in angel stadium a couple nights and they just got to see like absolute history <laughs> that'd be fun that'd, that'd be a fun story but Oh my gosh. Otani is starting to make a little bit of a push for an- another MVP. I mean, it's could, really early, could, but could definitely see it happening. Yeah. He's positioning himself for sure. I mean, that, that judge guy still good. He's pretty good, but uh, judge was, well, judge was kept hitless for a couple of days <laughs> by, uh, by the Astros. Uh, Yes. In fact, all of the Yankees were kept hitless by the Astros. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had our, our third no-hitter of the season. This one, a combined one uh, by the Astros, started by Christian Javier, who was absolutely untouchable. And the only reason he didn't finish was because of pitch count. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, seven innings, just one walk, 13 strikeouts. Um, yeah, I see now he's got an 89-game score. Shohei's still better. Yeah, still better. <laughs> Um, and then it was kind of contentious for the rest of this game because Hector Neres came in one inning and a couple of walks. He didn't strike anybody out. And Ryan Presley came in with uh, with the ninth inning and had three walks and a couple of strikeouts. Wow. Um, so yeah, definitely some base runners. But, uh, yeah, the Yankees just could not get a hit. And unlucky for Garrett Cole, who had seven innings, who only gave up four hits. And there was only one solo home run that he gave up, but he still gets the loss from it. Yes, and I believe they were dueling no hitters for mm-hmm. at least a good chunk of this uh, outing, and uh, but then Garrett Cole got obliterated with that deep solo shot. Yep, What's absolutely insane to me is we could easily say that this series, like we saw the Yankees probably at their weakest point all year, and they still split the series two two. Yeah, no, I mean more ridiculous than that, they get no hit, and then. The next day, they were like no hit through like five and change. Yeah, exactly. Like we saw them struggle. Won that game. (laughs) I mean, Aaron Judge hit a walk off. Like we've seen them struggle. It just, I don't know. Like 
so I'm going to, I was going to say this later. I'm going to Vegas in like two weeks. And I was thinking in next week's pod, we could like give me some things to just go do random prop bets for a little cheap. Uh, I'm definitely just going to put something on the Yankees to win the world series, even though like the odds are probably the best in the league and won't get shit. But I, dude, I'm just, I mean, you might as well this Yankees team right now. <laughs> Why not drop $10, win 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the odds are not great for that one, but. I want to do some fun stuff. I have some fun stuff planned for that for the pod. Well, Not to any other? We can go back to Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on the Astros pitching performance? No, just well, really, good. really good. I think uh, if you've been listening more recently, we have a debate here. Um, we said at the end of the episode last week that if the Guardians beat the twins in the series they will become america's team but immediately after capturing that series the guardians have gone on to lose four in a row so i think i will first start off with brian where do you lay on this issue are the guardians america's team do they still have more to prove before seizing that title you know what America loves more than anything? America loves a good comeback story. Like, losing streaks are going to happen. The Guardians are America's team, whether you like it or not. They're so much fun to watch. Their radio announcer is just electric in clutch moments. I love it. And, yeah, man, it's just the Guardians are so much fun to watch. They're so young and just good at baseball. Okay, Adam. How do you feel? Are the Guardians America's team? Uh, I have no strong feelings one way or another. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I'm all on the Guardians train because I yeah. definitely agree that the Guardians are the Mariners of, like, uh, last year's Mariners this year. You know, great pitching. They're just scrapping out wins. I love the contact and running game they have, and then they have a MVP caliber third baseman in Jose Ramirez. Though it's still hard losing four in a row, but they did it to the second place. Boston Red Sox were three of those games. So, um, I mean, as much as I, I do still like the Mets call. Um, I think I'm going to give it to the guardians though. They, they still got something to prove. They still got something to prove. I mean, I hope they, I want the guardians to win the central, to be honest. Oh, it'd be, it'd certainly be interesting. The I Guardians still like the twins, but are yeah, electric. The twins, I mean, twins are a good team. I would love a world where the twins and Guardians get in personally, but that means yeah. an AL East team will have to fall off. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, the AL East exists. Yes, <laughs> I still I believe. Mean, yeah, I mean, but those twins that you're talking about, Adam, been carried by some surprise pitching, yeah, including who Chris Archer who uh, I feel like we never talk about. I feel like nobody ever talks about. I mean, he was electric when he first was with the Rays, and then it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was never really like a, oh, wow, you know, unbelievable pitcher, but he was kind of a guy who was solid and had a ton of upside, and he looked like he was really going to have an awesome career. And then he was just kind of middling, and then he didn't play basically at all the last two seasons. Um, he put like, like, like 18 innings or something in, in the last two years. 
Um, and it's been a while since he's ever had an ERA less than four. But uh, this year so far for the Twins, he's been pretty good. 14 starts. He's got 57 in a third innings. He's sitting in a nice 3-1-4 ERA. Um, yeah, I, I just – Give him a little highlight to Chris Archer because uh, he's fun to watch, and I'm, I'm glad that he's I'm glad that he's back and, and pitching well, and on a and on a team that is, I mean, fingers crossed, still playing well. Dude, I think a big of the reason a big reason we lo- overlooked Chris Archer is just because that trade was disgustingly bad that sent him to the Pirates. Do you guys know the three players that he was traded for? Yes, I do. Dude, I just looked it up and my jaw literally dropped. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates traded Austin Meadows, Tyler Glasnow, and Shane Boz to acquire Chris Archer. That is absurd. I mean, uh, no. Yeah. There is a reason Archer. a team like the Pittsburgh Pirates are consistently in the bottom of their division and a team like the Rays is consistently at the top. Clear, obvious reasons, just like this trade. No shade to Chris Archer. I mean, he was electric on the Rays. And I feel like we've kind of been waiting for a Chris Archer bounce back season ever since he's left the Pirates. So, yeah, I'm down for a good Chris Archer on the Twins. I am very down for a good Chris Archer on the Twins, but not to rain on any parades. Um, But if you look at the baseball savant numbers, it's maybe implying some... (laughs) Some not as good stuff coming. Expected ERA close to five, lowest uh, strikeout percentage of his career. Um, though maybe he's just switching up his style, but it's a lot of blue everywhere. No, for sure. Um, but but you know. I mean, hopefully he's just finding a different way to pitch, and it's one of those ways that doesn't quite show up as much on baseball savant. But even if you you would like at least the hard hit percentage to not be in the bottom yeah. quarter. No, for league. for sure. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where yeah, I mean the baseball, the 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 super advanced stat cast stuff show, paints a a picture of a guy who's getting kind of dominated. But then you look at just traditional stats and you're like, no, this guy's actually got like a good ERA. He's like pitching decently into games. And what more do you want? <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. It's, yeah, it's just hopefully the it's not just luck and there is something to oh, it no, and no, it, for it sure. could sustain throughout the, throughout the year. Yep. I mean, maybe he's getting a lot of ground ground ball, double plays, which by the way, I just need to throw this out real quick. Kyle Wright pitched in a game this week where he induced four ground ball, double plays. <laughs> so he pitched five and a third innings. He got 16 outs and half of them were on ground, ground ball plays. Double plays. Nice. That that's that's just fun right there. That's that's some fun stuff. I mean, do we have any anything else before we get into some? I mean, we've already talked about some standout performances and stuff like that from this week. But before we get into deeper into some good hitting and pitching from this week, any any anything else that stood out to you this week? Uh, I guess this is the time to do it. I'm worried about the Giants. Oh no. And I think that's the first time those words have come out of my mouth since we started this podcast. Giants the have first had a time rough those week. words have come out of your mouth ever. <laughs> no, I've definitely been worried about the Giants after their World Series run. There were some rough years in there. <laughs> but th- this Giants team defensively is horrible. Like they are bad. Like Facts. you look in the like top 10 pitchers who have like been negatively impacted by defense. 
three of them are Giants pitchers, and one only one pitcher on that list is a relief pitcher. Everyone else is a starter who has double the amount of innings of this relief pitcher in Tyler Rogers. Like his expected ERA, if I'm not wrong, is way lower than his actual ERA. <laughs> and it's just you could double check that if you want. No, I could be wrong with that part, but. It just the defense is bad. And I mean, the only reason they're still sticking around is like they've scored almost as many runs as the Dodgers more than the Padres. Like the, they can hit, but the defense is really starting to hurt them. The pitching's good, just not as good as last year. I'm worried about the Giants team because they're not at they're at a weird point where their team is old and they have one of the better farm systems, right? And I don't know if this team's good enough where you can justify giving up more young talent for like one or two veterans to come in and help make a run. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, Mm. it's interesting. I was just kind of looking at some of the stat cast leaderboards before this. And one thing I noticed of a minimum of hundred batters faced Tyler Rogers is best in baseball in fewest barrels per plate appearance. Second is Alex Cobb, both guys who, if you just look at the ERA, not so good, uh, but yeah, um, Tyler Rogers expected ERA is at a, sitting at a nice two eight, and uh, his actual ERA is at four eight one. So yeah, no, it's brutal. Um, the defense is just not ideal, and I mean it, that's not going to help with Crawford going on the injured list. They called up your mean Mercedes to replace Crawford on the roster, which I'm is glad your short? mean Mercedes is there, but your mean Mercedes isn't playing short, so. They had Tyro Estrada there today, and they didn't call up the other shortstop and Donovan Walton, so I guess they're just going to roll with Estrada at short for a week. Or maybe they call up Walton still. Who knows? But I'm kind of, the Giants are just in a weird point where at the trade deadline, they might just hold. Honestly, you might even see a relief pitcher to get traded because they have a lot of young relief pitchers they want to start bringing up. Uh, they have a dominant closer who just got called up from double A AA to triple A today, and RJ Davovich, who he pumps like a hundred and is nasty. So they might be trying to create a room for him later on in this year. Big dab. Gotta love that. Big dab. Yeah, interesting to see with the Giants. I mean, just when you think the Giants don't have a way is typically when they start doing things. So we'll this see. But I mean they got to I mean, run out of tricks eventually, it feels like, also. <laughs> for all my concerns, like, they're a game and a half back of the Padres. They're half a game out of the wild card. Like, they're not in that. Like, they're ahead of the Phillies. They're not in that bad of a situation. Like, honestly, sitting here today, if you ask me if the Giants make the playoffs, yes. Do they make a run for the World Series? Eh, I don't know if this current roster has it in. And that's but where it goes. You're mean Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't I mean, I love you your mean Mercedes. He'll help, but he just, the main issue he's not helping with. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's <laughs> not a good fielder. Yeah. And like the, they've traded away their two best defensive outfielders this year in Dubon and Duggar. Mm. And it's just like uh, in a year where defense is struggling and we traded our two best, like, they're probably the only two guys who are natural center fielders. And Dubon wasn't even a natural center fielder, but he looked natural out there. Sounds like the Giants need a reunion with Kevin Dude. Pilar. No, that's not that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you said you needed a center fielder, baby. Yeah, I mean Austin Get Slater's Superman the right hand. He's the right-handed center fielder. They're not gonna change that. 
But like Austin Slater misjudged a two out fly ball and they gave up like three more runs after that today. Like, yeah, look, uh, Kevin Pillar would also misjudge fly balls, except he'll still dive and catch them. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I mean, I always loved that. It was one of my favorite complaints about Pillar is like he always gets he always got bad breaks on, on, on balls hit in his direction, but made up for it because he's fast and it will lay out for everything. Yeah. So the RJ Dabovich, the pitcher that the Giants called up today, had 62 strikeouts and 32 innings. So in double A, that was that was last year in double A. So and he's been equally Quality. dominant this year to get called up. So a lot of strikeouts per inning, a lot of them. Um, I mean, real quick before we go into some standout performance, yeah. uh, I want to say I want to just highlight the Red Sox pitching, and I specifically want to get to one guy i mean we've talked about pavetta but then there's been some unsung heroes as well waka two three four era we mentioned him a little bit and then rich hill he's down to a 409 era it's just given exactly what you expected from rich hill and he's done it without getting banged up you know knock on wood he's even had a few like deeper outings too which i didn't expect they called up josh winkowski because uh Whitlock and Evaldi are on the IL and he's given them back to back outings into or uh, beyond the sixth inning. But then I think the savior of the Red Sox season, especially when you see when things started to turn around has been John Schreiber in the bullpen. Uh, There've been a lot of really solid bullpen pieces um, for the Red Sox though. I, I don't say, don't know if I'm completely October confident in a lot of them. Um, but he's down to a 0.79 ERA over his 22 and two thirds innings pitched. And he just came about at a time where the Red Sox, it was like, we're looking clueless. It's horrible. We need something. And he's just locked it down in the pen. And I just want to shout out John Schreiber on the pod one time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Not a, not a name you'll hear talked about often. No, not at all. Um, (laughs) but He's killing it. <laughs> hey, good for him. Good for the good old Schreiber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The old Schreiber. The old Schreiber. I mean, we could talk about who's good at hitting. I mean, in a loss, though. So it was like, oh, it's cool. It's against the Yankees, but then the Yankees still won. Isaac Paredes had a three homer game and just when you think the world is all right the yankees still win the baseball game <laughs> yeah sometimes sometimes that's not how you want it to be but just how it is yeah the yankees are good at baseball facts facts austin hayes like... did something dude yeah he hit for a cycle in six innings which is ridiculous. That's actually insane. It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Austin Hayes is like low-key electric. He's good. Yeah. Dude, we also need to talk about Isaac Paradis. I definitely butchered that last name. Because we were just saying last week about why, how we don't know why they traded Austin Meadows away. But uh, that's exactly who they received for Austin Meadows. So... I feel like that was the race just immediately being like, we know more than you guys. So stop talking about us. Yeah. I don't know. It's just another, it's just another one of those things where you just, 
I can't, the Rays can't do something. And I, and I'm like, ah, that doesn't seem like a good move. Yeah. Like I, just, I, I'm just not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. No, you just have to believe any trade they make will work out. Yep. And low key, the giants are kind of getting there. I just want to shout my giants out and Zadie putting work in, but yeah, the Rays are just insane with the trades like that Rays pirates trade. We talked about earlier, which yeah. still is breaking my mind. Yeah. Although that one, I don't think that anybody was like, what are the Rays doing? <laughs> well, at the time, yeah. But it's well, yeah. Either way. Yeah, it, that that's just crazy. And <laughs> but some other hitting news. I, I was looking it up. A trio of big name shortstops, all wait, two of which are gonna be free agents going in this year, put in oh. some work this week. These numbers are from Monday to Saturday, and then I said what they did on Sunday, but the actual like slash line doesn't include that so trey turner 12 hits two doubles a homer 546 average 560 on base 773 slugging for a 1333 ops and he had no hits on sunday um as of right now i don't know if in the extra innings he's got a hit or not um but then dansby 11 hits a double four homers it's a 440 average 462 on base 960 slugging that's a 1422 OPS getting close to when Columbus sailed the ocean blue with that OPS. <laughs> and oh, uh, God. That's, and, that's rough. <laughs> and one hit on Sunday. And the uh, last big name shortstop, very underperforming throughout the first half of the year, but been on a little heater recently, uh, snapped his nine game hit streak today on Sunday. But throughout this week before that, he had 10 hits, two doubles, a triple, three homers, 500 average, 524 on base, an 1150 slug, 1674 OPS. I mean, that's, I think, no, yeah, 1674. That reminds me of, I was going for a run in Boston. I went to another town, Revere, came back into Boston, and the sign says Boston founded in like 1630 or something. And you're just like, wow, it's a long time ago. Wow, that's like a Javi Baez OPS. Yeah, it's like a Javi Baez OPS over the last week. That's crazy. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Javi Baez just goes on these hot streaks sometimes where it's just insane. And then you watch him swing at a curveball in the dirt, and you're like, how is this the same guy? Yeah. In in terms of like, value per dollar spent um free agency who you want dansby or trey turner adam trey turner yeah okay you're splurging but you you're getting oh yeah i mean yeah yeah, but you you're getting an absolute beast of a player trey turner i think is the best shortstop in baseball like you you get have the opportunity to get someone like that you take it yeah no doubt no doubt i mean i agree and I think Trey Turner is more flexible defensively than Dansby. And yeah, Trey's even played the outfield at times. Yeah. So yeah, definitely Trey Turner for me. What about you? Are you agree with that, Noah? Yeah, I'd say Trey Turner too. I mean, because yeah, I think I don't think Dansby's going to be able to go to like a super small market. I think he's still going to get some money. So it's not like. I, don't I know. think Dansby stays. Honestly, yeah, probably. he could. And honestly, I hate to say it, but I think Trey Turner probably ends up staying too. If he yeah. doesn't stay. Yeah, it would yeah. come down to who could afford him at that point. I would love to see the Giants make a stupid run after him, which I they'd be would capable be of. But... Interesting. 
I don't know if that would happen. I mean, I think um, they definitely, I think they'll definitely put an offer in just to see if they can get him away from the Dodgers, <laughs> and because they can use a shirt sub. Yeah, but it would be interesting. It's just poached Dodger player. That's how you get better. Yeah, I mean, Jock Peterson worked out, <laughs> but that was yeah. directly that wasn't directly from the Dodgers though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, close same enough. Pre- same premise. Yeah. Uh, someone else the Giants poached from another team, Carlos Rodon. He's a stud. Yeah. Uh, third good start in a row, second elite start. Thank you to whoever typed that in the Google Doc. Wouldn't have known that off my top of my head. But seven innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, one walk, ten strikeouts. Uh, Giants yeah. lost that game, I believe. So they did. You gotta love it. Um, <laughs> Hate to see it. <laughs> the Giants got walked off like three times this week. And that yeah, they just... also lost a series to the Reds again. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Giants anymore, but Carlos Rodon, he's a great player, and the defense was solid that night. So (laughs) it's easy for for the defense to be good when you give up three hits. Yes. Before I go have a little nugget about Carlos Rodon, um, you're talking about getting walked off. Um, The Guardians, uh, when they claimed the spot of America's team, it was like the seventh series in a row that they won. Yeah. And um, on this road trip that they went on, they won five games. I think they won seven games in total on it, and they won five of them on their last at bats. So that's crazy. That's There's... that's the Mariners of last year. Yeah, America's team. That's Cleveland true. Guardians. Do you believe in miracles? They're America's team. <laughs> but <laughs> sure. All right. Visit Cleveland.com. Um, <laughs> Back to Carlos Rodon first, just a <laughs> At second. At least we're not Detroit. <laughs> At least we're not in Detroit, yeah. <laughs> um, and in those two most recent starts, which have been like elite eight, seven innings pitched, um, his strike percentage has been over 70%. Uh, and with this most recent one being at 75%, which is very, very good. Um, and it was his season high for swinging strikes with 22. It was tied for a season high. And he's like, I mean, as much as we keep talking about Rodon as being someone that, you know, might fall off towards the end of the season, it seems like he's really finding a mid-season form right now. So if you play some daily fantasy, I mean, you might have to pick him up in his next start. He's throwing strikes and getting swings and misses. So watch out. But yeah, I mean, we could talk about some teams on the up. Yeah. Are you already want to go teams on it? Well, Let's go, Baltimore! Baltimore. Tell us the about Baltimore. Baltimore. Orioles are 7-3 and three in their last 10. I cannot Husky. tell you who they played. I cannot Those... tell you who's doing good other than Austin Hayes. Those pesky birds. You know, If the playoffs started today, the Orioles wouldn't be in it. Hell and, but yeah. they're so good. Hey, but they're, still but good. they're seven and three in their last 10. They are you the know... best fifth place team in, in the sport. This is true. There is only like two teams as good as them, three teams, four teams as good as them in their last 10 games. I mean, oh, I thought you were going to say four teams as tied. good as them in their division. <laughs> I was be like, yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> they are tied with the Dodgers, Brewers. Pretty much the only team better than them over the last 10 is the Red Sox. Everyone else is equal or worse. So shout out the Orioles. I mean, they're only five games below 500. That's, a, that's not a bad team. They're bad. Let's be honest. Let's not get carried away here. <laughs> okay they're not they're not as bad as like the bad teams i'll give you that like they're no yeah. 
A's or Royals or Nationals. Like they're definitely they're in that Rockies tier for me. Rockies, Diamondbacks, yeah. they're they all kind of honestly, Marlins are probably in that tier. Same with the yeah. Mariners. Like they're they're all they're all in this together. Yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> and as you mentioned, the Red Sox are on a seven-game win streak right now. They took sole possession of second place in the American League East. And for uh, my money, they're, they're the, be- the second-best team in the American League East right now, Ooh, especially spicy. when you factor in run differential, all that stuff. And then they're only going to add to their roster as people start getting healthy. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I will agree in saying they are currently the second best team in the division, other than just record, obviously, because that's what says they're the second best. But I mean, they also have one of the best deadline acquisitions coming in for free. And And then and almost maybe two of them if Paxton's nasty too. (laughs) Yeah. You yeah, Paxton's a wild card. There's a couple of those wild cards we're gonna see coming out. I mean. The Red Sox have Paxton. The Dodgers have Danny Duffy. The Giants have Matthew Boyd. So we're getting to that time of the year. We're going to start seeing some of those wild cards come out. Yeah, no doubt. But what about you, Adam? What do you think about the ALEs? It's just this division, man. <laughs> it's also it hurts. tough to say who's the second best when your team yeah. just went three and seven. <laughs> hey, the Jays have lost three consecutive series. <laughs> um they this is struggling a little bit uh brewers kind of beat them up white Sox they lost a couple really close games and then they lost the series to the yankees because it's the yankees um this is how it be um but uh we get to see toronto and and boston play this week so you know that'll that'll be good but uh yeah how i feel about the division is uh oh god this division <laughs> dude that Boston Red Sox game you're talking about, I feel like it's a lot more important for the Blue Jays and the Red Sox currently with just how sure. the division's going. I mean, if yeah. the Red Sox roll, because it's in Toronto too, right? Uh, yes. So. Yeah. If the Red Sox roll in and sweep the Blue Jays, that could be a like complete morale killer. So uh, uh, maybe they got sh- to show. We'll up. see. Yeah. It's hoping for the best. There's a reason I haven't talked that much about the Blue Jays today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, speaking about tight divisions, uh, another good team right now. Uh, The Astros have won seven of the last ten to distance themselves from the Rangers, who are (laughs) hot on their hot on their heels for second place. Only ten and a half games back. (laughs) I was about to say, I'm not sure hot is the. (laughs) The Rangers are closer to the Astros than the Red Sox are to the Yankees. That is just. I think I said this last week. They're going to win the division, baby. continually blows my mind. How <laughs> they're going to win the division, baby. Like They're going to do it. I, I feel like World when Series. I go to Vegas, like I was talking about my bet, I just need to put $5 down for the Rangers. To win the yeah, division. why not? Because I'm losing $5. That's why not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to gain money. Uh, but yeah. uh, in in an actual close division, the... <laughs> The Brewers had a very clutch seven out of 10 uh, stretch um, to give them spell- a little bit of space, one game of space uh, from the Cardinals, who look like 
going into the last week, the Cardinals, especially when you're looking at the run differentials and all that, we're just ready to take first away, but the Brewers have held off. Yeah, no, Milwaukee uh, looks kind of dead in the water for a little bit and then kind of coming back. Dude, I think that NL Central is such a boring division this year. <laughs> I mean, I mean, which is weird to yeah. say. <laughs> like the Cardinals have been fun to watch. The Brewers, I feel like the it's, Brewers have kind of been quiet. They've been quiet the, to their record. I mean, the of the all NL the first Central, place teams, they're definitely the quietest one. Yeah, I mean the that NL Central. The NL Central is basically a battle between Brewers and Cardinals of who's going to win, and then battle between the Pirates, Cubs, the and Reds off. to see who might be the worst team in baseball. <laughs> Because they're all in the running. I mean, I guess I could agree that the Brewers have been a little quiet, but they got pretty rowdy today when Rowdy oh, Telez had right. two yeah. home runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh. No, I love my boy Rowdy, dude. <laughs> I mean, teams on the down, as we talked about, the Reds are not good. Only two of their last 10. But then a debate, are the Guardians down? They had a hot no. road trip. Uh, they got America's team, but then they lost four in a row. I don't. I don't know. I mean, three of them were to the Red Sox, who are on oh, fire right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, they're, they're and I mean, the even right the now. last one to the Twins was like a close game. Like, I'm gonna. You know what? Here, this is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say yes. The Guardians are down, but that's better for your argument that they're America's team. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> I because the that more the that they're game. down, the more they can swing back up. Oh, I like that. Hey, and the Mariners, like we're talking about being last year's Mariners. At this point in the year, I'm pretty sure the Mariners had a losing record. So. Yeah, <laughs> they were rough. So shout out the Guardians one time. Um, Do we have any more teams on the up or down we want to talk about? Or should we talk about the spicy business in Los Angeles. I don't know the spicy business. The, the Los Angeles Mariners. And the, oh yeah, dude. I just don't. I just don't care about fights that much. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I just feel like we need to mention it because like players are gonna be suspended. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah, multiple suspensions. I mean, dude. I mean, it was like we've we've gotten to see a couple of decent like bench clears. This was like punches, th- like proper yeah. punches thrown. People though. people were mad at each other especially considering it was the second inning like there was things from prior games that were involved in this um it was yeah. wild right so iglesias had one of the hilarious moments where he just throws an entire box of sunflower seeds that makes it nowhere near and the mariner players are like bro what like after everyone's in the dugout and everything he's yeah. like Nah, screw them. I'm gonna throw this box of sunflower I just, seeds. I love that he was in the dugout. He saw the box of sunflower seeds and he was just like, Yeah, I'm gonna throw this. Well, <laughs> like, and it's funny because he just starts like sprinting like he's gonna go over to the dugout. So you kind of see some coaches like jump, like, oh no, what is he about to do? And then he just throws sunflower seeds like <laughs> 20 feet max. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough throw. But yeah. if if we are talking about how this happened, I'm I'm fairly serious because the, the game prior. Um, there was a, a, a fastball that just about dusted Mike Trout's head oh. and uh, he was not happy about that at all. Um, and then the angels decided um, to use an opener today. 
so not a normal starter, and then immediately threw at a player in the first inning and then did it again in the second inning, and then everyone got real mad. Yeah, uh, I think throwing at people on purpose no, it's, it's, is I think it's the stupid. worst thing in baseball. <laughs> like, it's super, just super, super dumb. There's so much better ways to get your anger out in the game. Just like don't maybe accidentally like Bryce Harper literally broke a thumb and can't play for months. Like that's yep. what can happen if you throw at someone like just don't do it. Like, and yeah, I don't know. Like I understand some people are like, well, it was a part of the game and blah, blah, blah. You got to have your person's back. And like, no. if you know what you're doing, it's good, but it's like, I no. mean, it's hard to know what you're doing. Like it's hard you to are, hit someone in the butt. <laughs> you are so, functionally so easy. Dude, yeah. You are functionally throwing a rock. 90 yeah. plus miles an hour at another person yeah and maybe just, it, don't <laughs> yeah it's so like sometimes pitchers can't throw a strike when they need to and you're telling me they're gonna hit someone's butt on purpose like how do we know the ball's not gonna slightly slip out of their hand and go and hit their hand like yeah or they like yank it down and just nail their foot and break a bone in the foot like just don't throw at someone now so. <laughs> i will say though if we are going to get more fights uh, involving the Angels, uh, I want a designated Otani cam <laughs> because Otani is really funny to watch <laughs> during a bench clearing brawl. He just doesn't care about them. He's like, no, he's so hug. not that. Like, he's so just like not in it. <laughs> he yeah. is like, there was a good like, there was a good part where he's just like, people are throwing punches and show. He's just like watching. And he's like fixing his hair. <laughs> He's and then when so he was like holding back Winker, when he was holding back Winker, he was yeah. like just cuddling him a little bit. It's like, bro. <laughs> so yeah, if there's if there's a, if there's any positives to take out of a a, a bench clearing brawl, it's uh, that Otani is adorable, and he's just better than that. Yeah. Uh, Winker gave the crowd a good old double bird. Um, do you <laughs> think apologized for it? <laughs> do you yeah. think players should be allowed to at least to just once a year? Gives, give give the crowd bird. the bird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, dude, it, it got him pizza. So, yeah, dude, that's also a wild moment. A fan just like try, delivered pizza to Jesse Winker and had it ordered to the stadium. And somehow, to the, the yeah, he got ejected and she sent it to the Seattle clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and the, well, if you look at, so it kind of went viral on Twitter. You could look it up, but she sends a message to the guy, just go to any of the gates and say it's for the uh, opponent's clubhouse for Jesse Winker. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it got to him and they're like giving her a jersey and it's this whole crazy thing. That's just wild though. <laughs> like, how can you just order a food item to someone? Uh, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, that's <laughs> I love such it. a funny dynamic. Uh, let's talk about the upcoming series this week yeah i got a few names we talked about Ooh. coming up with names from uh, yeah some of these were are, are, are tough to uh come up with names for yeah. but you know i'll i'll start off first we're talking red Sox uh versus blue jays most importantly in toronto so yes. for me this was the reminder of who on your team isn't vaccinated bull <laughs> aka towner hauk and jaron duran jaron duran who's really found a spot on this team and now it's like well you can't be playing in toronto oh, so. stay home <laughs> yeah so it's that, very that's... interesting that they're both younger players too mm-hmm. right because like, i mean I would, you know well, sale isn't as well but he's well you're not yeah playing right now. 
Yeah. Well, like you, I feel like it'd be like more likely to be an older player who's just like, ah, I don't well, that's care. Because you're an ageist. Oh yeah, man. I was just Turns thinking out- the younger, like especially a younger player. Granted, neither of them are on like the roster bubble. Like they're both pretty solidified in their spot. But like, uh, it's just like, man, <laughs> just figure out how to play. Duran, like until recently i mean in, on the 40 man yeah but on yeah. the active roster is very much like who knows where it's going to be in a few weeks so it is like a real big thing for him yeah that makes sense and then i mean the next game is no longer to see who's america's team because we all know it's the guardians but we have what? the rematch between the guardians and the twins and i'm I mean, two baby the what guardians the were sweep, in though? first what's up what if the twins sweep that do you know what? Yeah, then the Guardians have gone on a seven-game losing streak, and I think it just gives more uh gasoline to the fire of my <laughs> do you believe in miracles? <laughs> so the, what happens if the Guardians win? <laughs> They're, They're no just good. They're just good. Stop okay. questioning. <laughs> <laughs> uh this series can go a lot of ways i mean it's definitely important for the guardians to rebound from their last four like obviously you don't want the losing streak to go past four games so hopefully they could turn it around man yeah and then we got white Sox at angels i called this one the disappointment ball because they're quality name disappointing teams (laughs) very quality yeah uh white Sox broadcast had a really funny moment they're not disappointing yeah they definitely <laughs> aren't but now yeah, whatever that that, that team uh, yeah shout out the white Sox. <laughs> <laughs> one time um and then we got uh braves at phillies i'm gonna call this matchup on the spot pepperoni pizza it's just classic, you know. It's yeah, there often for sure. And they're both rival, you know, interdivision rivals. I must say, not a fan of that bold name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where it was going, but pepperoni pizza is not what I think of when I think of Braves Phillies. <laughs> uh, quality. Okay. Wait, Next what? up, I was gonna say, Adam, what are you looking oh. at for this oh. week? What are you looking at? Ooh, ooh I'm liking this Astros Mets. For sure, especially after what the Astros have done to the Yankees. Um, I don't know what I would call it, though. I'm calling it the Astros are going to sweep the Mets bowl. Oh, okay. Sure, man. Sure. I'm I'm really learning. I just really do not like the Mets. (laughs) Yeah. What do you have against the Mets, man? Is it just just... because they beat the Giants? No, it's just I don't like them. Like I rather they stole watch. Stole Mauricio. No, it's good. Yeah. So the Astros stole Mauricio. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think I dislike the Mets more than I dislike the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Like I think even more than I think the Mets are the team I dislike the second most in baseball. Oh, it's because of the 2015 wild card game. Maybe I just yeah. don't like the Mets. <laughs> Maybe it's the Carlos Beltran trade. There's a lot of reasons. I just don't like the Mets. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then we got Brewers at Rays in the uh, two good but quiet teams bowl. Quality. Quality. Yeah, that's good. Um, Go I think uh fun one because it's not happening at the Trop is the uh, Rays at Jays, the rhyming in the Rogers Center Bowl. 
that's a that's the best name so <laughs> <laughs> oh and then we got the padres and dodgers and this is uh who are the teams that are worse than the giants bowl that was Brian, like you, you cannot come hot off of like finally expressing like fear <laughs> that the giants suck and then go that hard <laughs> you're just I'm, not allowed I'm, to do that i'm sticking with it <laughs> I'll also call this the 2021 uh, super hype bowl because that that Padres Dodgers early in the year last year was like yeah so hype. I think we need uh, Tatis and Machado back to be excited about that matchup per se. Like in my opinion, like it's still going to be fun to watch these two teams play. They're still both very talented, but I think part of what made that matchup electric was the Tatis and Machado on the Padres side. And, and then we got Cardinals at Phillies, the two teams that are red, but not called the Reds Bowl. And then Yankees at Guardians, the hopefully Guardians fans aren't as horrible as Yankee fans bowl. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so, oh, man. Remember what I, happened when the Guardians visited New York? Yeah, it wasn't good at all. Um, but also being worse than Yankees fans is like, a really high bar because yankees fans like they suck yeah i i don't think we'll have that problem hopefully no yeah not in america's not in believe land we we got good folk out there gotta believe in the cleveland I mean, Cleveland, they've been showing out against the series with the Red Sox with Cleveland playing good. We're, sh- we're filling up the ballpark in Cleveland. We're going to keep doing that this week. Love it. The well, Guardians are my second else. favorite team. I have nothing else as well. Do you, Adam? No. no I, I feel enough. like this was a chaotic episode. I was very a bit. tired. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Later.